Hello and welcome to Setting the Skein. I'm Ben. I'm Doug. And you know what? You would think after a whole month of not recording that we would have everyone here. And you know what? You would be wrong. You would be dead wrong. So but, wrong. But you know what's better than everyone else? Don't say that. You know what's better than every anything You know else? what? You know what wife ben is likes here. better than all of us? Oh my gosh. <laughs> His lovely, lovely wife, yeah. Macy Tankersley. Hey! That's right, my wife. <laughs> okay, Ben, I love y'all's relationship. I'm a huge supporter of it, but please, dear Lord, never say that ever again. What, the French accent? What, what was it that? The little, <laughs> okay, I feel like we, uh, I feel like this um, this podcast should now be age-restricted. Age-restricted? Why? Oh because we just did the whole... <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't even know what you mean by that. It's just a it's just a French impersonation of a silly oh well, I don't want to say silly of a stereotype. Oh, Why do you guys and yet you still said the silly stereotype? How dare you? I what? personally didn't. Both of you did. I no. said nothing. You made sounds. Okay, but I said nothing about the sounds. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> why is it eight my my whole concern is why does it need to be age restricted? I don't know. Doug says things. I was it, it was made. Do you I was made know something that we don't know because you're a youth pastor and you're with it with the kids. Yep, always. You know that. <laughs> well, I I know everything about everything. Huh. Everything. Well, well, do you by chance know what we uh, are talking about this week? I do because friends, we are not just talking about one movie. We are not talking about two movies, or even three movies, or even five movies. Wait, it is five movies, Doug. No, it's four. No, it's technically five. Yeah, we are technically talking about a fifth movie. Okay, fine. We're talking about five movies. We're talking about Toy Story. We're only reviewing four, though. The entire toy saga, if you will. The saga. Except for uh, those little, like, Christmas specials. Uh, yeah. Talking about those. Yeah. Tristan recommended that we watch those. He recommended that we watch all the shorts. And I said, Tristan, do you know how many of those there are? There's no like knows. there's like 15. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, to be fair, we watched all the shorts for Cars 2. A- accurate. Whoa. But that was like, I don't even know what that was. That was that was the most painful thing I've ever done. <laughs> The shorts weren't too bad. The shorts were not bad. The movie itself, very bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, these movies are a whole lot better than Cars 2. Yeah. Way better. Way, 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 way better. Yeah. Uh, Doug, how did Toy Story find you? How did Toy Story... You know what? I think that's a beautiful sentiment. Um, I think that's a beautiful sentiment uh, for... uh, for looking at movies you know how did this movie find you so being a child born in 1998 um it was pretty hard to grow up and not understand what toy story was uh to to grow up and not um and not be exposed in some way to toy story I'm sure the first time I ever saw it was probably on an ABC 25 Days of Christmas or uh, 31 Days of Halloween uh, kind of thing. Really? 
That that would probably be my guess. Huh. That would probably be my guess. No, I was like fed it. You know how you feed babies food? <clears throat> I was fed to it. I mean, we watched movies all the time. It was not waiting for I'm sure, you know, stuff that came on cable we watched, but we kept our VCR rolling all day, every day. I've actually been um, accredited with uh, ruining multiple great family movies <laughs> for my parents and brother because I I kept them on repeat for weeks at a time. <laughs> Anywho, I'm sure Toy Story oh, was like that. You're going to do the same thing because I did that too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, uh, I'm sure I also watched Toy Story for the first time on VHS. Uh, same with Toy Story 2. Uh, Toy Story 3, I saw probably a couple years after it came out. I passively watched it on ABC Family. You're going to tell yep. me, you're going to tell me that you didn't go to the theaters for Toy Story 3. You're going to sit there and I, disrespect I me like that? You're sit there on your, on your high horse, you know, on just that pony, laughing. On that face. carousel? Pathetic. Are you gonna spin around on your carousel too? Is ben it gonna go pathetic. up and down and have flashy lights? You You're know, sit there. You're gonna I spin like, there and tell me that you didn't go to the theater for Toy Story three. I did not, but I did like Toy Story. Ben, 4. if we were in the same space, I would spit upon you. Ew. Ben, I, just go, I yes. felt that through the screen, Douglas. <laughs> but exactly. Benjamin. What crisis were you going through in life to not see it in theaters? I did. Who not. told you no? Who said, you know what, Ben? You can't wake up and have a good day. You can experience joy. I was not as much of a moviegoer at that point. Tragic. Sorry. Breaking hearts. But Susan Tankersley anyway, woke uh... up and said, Susan <laughs> Tankersley woke up and said, young Benjamin, I will not allow you to partake in this film today. Um, you must go home and practice your arithmetics, young man. Uh, anyway, as, I as we all know, that's exactly how Susan Tankersley sounds. Yes. No. Shout to you, Miss Susan. Good to see you. British. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, I watched it passively on ABC Family uh, until like the very end of the movie when they're in the trash compactor heading towards the... Um, the furnace uh but we can oh talk God, about that stop. A bit you're later. gonna make me cry right now uh, we'll talk about that later oh my um, gosh. Uh, yeah that was a move ben. and then i saw toy story 4 in theaters oh and it gosh. ruined toy story for me forever ben. Um, i will say i will say that i remember the exact theater i went in to see toy story 3 <sighs> me too um it was the it was the amc theater at the mall at the beach where we used to go. That's fine. And I mean, my family still goes, but I do not go. Mine was the theater in my hometown because there's only one theater. At the time it was Carmike Cinema 12. Now it's AMC something. I don't really know. I actually just cried. Like, I didn't expect that, but you just made me tear up. I, I also just want to say, 
This has nothing to do with anything important that we're talking about this week. But me personally, I think that Carmike theaters were better when they were Carmike theaters. I think they were too. This AMC crap is ruining us. It's it's a monopoly. That's exactly what it's it is. It's evil. Carmike was the cinema. Anyway, but uh, this I mean, episode is brought to us by our wonderful sponsor, uh, AMC Movies. No, <laughs> but I mean, I that's okay. My so, own so Ben knows this about me. Maisie, I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually rank movie theater chains. And I have my own little like private ranking of movie theater chains. And AMC is just about on the bottom of them. That's correct. Just about on the bottom. My first is Georgia Theater Company because those slap. I have not been to, let me rephrase that. I have been to very few Georgia Theater Company films and been uh, disappointed by the service and the quality of the theater. Right after that is Tinseltown Theaters. Although those have all been bought out by uh, Cinemark. Um, and then after that, it's probably Malco Theaters, which are some that are here in Mississippi, which are not bad. I just don't love them. And then AMC. And then original AMC. So like AMC, the- so above original AMC theaters, like theaters that have always been AMC theaters, um, are Carmike theaters that used to be Carmike theaters. They're now AMC theaters. And then below that is AMC theaters. And then below that is actually Regal Cinemas. I know they're supposed to be like really, really great. I have yet to be, I have yet to go to a Regal Cinemas um, movie and really like enjoy myself at the production. So What's that one in Pooler that has the IMAX? What's that? What's that brand? I don't know. That would be Georgia Theater Company. That would be Georgia Theater Company. Oh, well, I am not saying that um, theater is the, you know, creme de la creme, but which is just a fancy term, which is why I said it. I don't know what that is. I feel like it's a food thing. Anywho, um, uh, but they have an IMAX theater that is absolutely fantastic but ben and, and i have been to that imax theater it's true douglas they doubled the size of the imax theater mm. believe it or not it is so ridiculous i feel like the ark of noah noah's ark could fit inside that theater it is wildly large also in the other theaters um in pooler they have like recliner um, just recliner chairs that have mm-hmm. cup holders. It's really cool. I've only been in one of those with a friend when I saw Endgame. Um, I saw Endgame without seeing any other Marvel movies. Nice. Um, <clears throat> clearly, I walked into that knowing I wouldn't have every answer, so I enjoyed it for what it was. Although that is funny, I find I find that very funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you didn't laugh. I saw. I, I left on the inside. Thanks for laughing on the inside. I saw Endgame on a whim. Uh, I had just gotten done with, uh, I think it was a tech night rehearsal uh, when I was in Beauty and the Beast. And were you the beauty? I, I was. Yes. Um, but I 
Gorgeous. Knew the end game would come out, and I was like, you know what? Let me see if there are tickets available on opening night. There happened to be. Uh, so I bought my ticket and I watched it. And I, I also saw Endgame on opening night. However, I bought my tickets like months in advance. I love you, Doug. I love who you are. Thank you. Also, the the I guess it's Georgia Theater, whichever the one is the IMAX. They have a $5 movie day thing. Yep. Yep. It's the it, best. It's really nice to have that. Mm. That was what did we go see? Was it Dune or Spider-Man for five dollars? He saw Spider-Man in IMAX for five dollars. Oh, I I also just want to say I also just want to say and know. and I I just want to come back to this point, circle back to this point. Carmike used to have a two dollar movie day. They and granted, and granted that was back in like the mid to late two thousands. Yeah, that. But be- it was still a two dollar movie day. Man, do y'all remember dollar theaters? Do you remember whenever the theaters would have a matinee price that was actually respectable to the average working individual? I will actually give that to Cinemark, um, which is the theater that I currently go to the most. Um, Cinemark actually has a really good matinee price. That's good. Um, I, I think like it's like $5.75, which is not bad. that's nice. We do not live close to a Cinemark. Anyway, I am going to rein us back in, boys, with this lasso. You're absolutely right. So, Toy Story. (laughs) Toy Story. Wow. How long? We we probably just talked for like 10 minutes about random stuff that has nothing to do. But we're having fun. That was a fast one, y'all. We usually get off track, but usually not that fast. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I actually have information pulled up. So Toy Story, the first one, we've actually done, have we done two episodes on it? I think we just did one. Okay. Was that before or after the Switch? Uh, before. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I guess we did do that live episode on Pixar as a whole, but I don't know that would really count that. You know what live episode I really liked? Which one? Snyder's Cut. That, was that is a great episode that I, I always forget that we did. No, I it's burned into my brain because that was whenever I was like, it was close to me first talking to Ben. Um, it was like pretty, pretty soon after we started talking and had met for the first time ever. And I, you know, did my online stalking, of course, because I'm not going to get killed by a psychopath I barely know. Uh, clearly found out he was connected to this thing. Not really sure how but figured out that it was. And, um, you know, I offhandedly brought up the podcast in some way to, to show him that I, I wanted him to bring it up. Like I wanted him to say, you should watch this. I didn't want to just say, Hey, I'm going to watch this. Cause I felt like that was creepy. So I basically in a, in a sideways move, got him to think it was a good idea to invite me to watch your live stream and anyway that was like the first time i really got to see all you guys together and doug one thing that happened that really i think still it's a very key part of my memory with you and you didn't even know i was there for this moment but i think it really holds true to kind of describing you a little bit like not your full self because you know we're all extremely dynamic mm-hmm. and this doesn't define sure, 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 sure. But this is a pretty funny thing that I think really 
gets the essence. Like if I had to bottle the essence of you up, it would be this. Um <laughs> a dog watching the movie on his phone. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, the thing is, is, is he complained for like 45 minutes about how bad the movie, like the it, like whatever the screen of the movie was. Like the aspect ratio. It, I didn't like the aspect complained, ratio. He complained for so <laughs> long. And everybody was like, you know, taking it for what it was, like, you know, genuinely accepting it as a complaint. Like, you know, we get it. We don't really sure why it was so bad for you and not as bad for us but we get it and then one person says i think it was mike did you watch it on your phone doug because it'd been like 45 minutes 45 minutes of the same complaint and then doug was like well yeah of course why wouldn't i I'm hold on to- hold the phone okay so i the reason i watched it on my phone is because <laughs> i had been driving back from america's that day and i had like I had to, I had to watch a four hour movie, like I had to do it. So <laughs> the only way to do it was watch it on my phone. The best part though, react because Doug said it in pure like, um, very matter of fact. Yeah, and he took accountability for it. He's like, well, of course. And then in the way he said it, and then Mike, oh, Mike about lost his mind. I thought he was gonna start throwing stuff. Mike gets up and begins to pace around the room that he's like, cause they're all, you know, on a Zoom chat. So you can like <clears throat> see their little space mm-hmm. behind them. Mike is pacing and holding his hands above his head. He <laughs> is like a cartoon. And it was, that was, probably the funniest thing ever oh, and that was my first real understanding of you and mike you know it's also very indicative of me and mike as yeah, so, <laughs> yes so i thought that was that was just anyway uh well i don't see you in <laughs> <laughs> so 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 anyway, so let's go back. Let's take it back to 1995 when the first Toy Story movie comes out. Um, there's this little, there's this little upstart company. It's currently being fi- uh, funded mostly by Steve Jobs, um, and it's called Pixar. And you know they've they've made a couple shorts here and there. They've they've dabbled in the uh, filmmaking game, but they get this idea. They're like, what if? What if we did a full um, animated movie and we'll do it completely in computer generated imagery or computer graphics imagery um, CGI that's what I'm trying to say and so they take I think in total I think in total I think it took them like upwards of 10-ish years sorry I just dropped something upwards of like 10-ish years to do uh, the first Toy Story but they it comes out 1995 smash hit smash hit stars tom hanks uh tim allen Um, then can do a really good one and it's kind of attractive uh okay then um (laughs) yeah first toy story i don't feel comfortable (laughs) talking anymore about um the cast mainly it stars tim allen and tom hanks and john Uh, ham I will say this this is actually funny. So uh so Nathan Lane is just listed in the cast uh for Toy Story, but he's listed as Timon. <laughs> also known as his character from The Lion King, yeah. which came out the year before. Glitch. So yeah, so this movie comes out and freaking 
it's gangbusters. Like it just, it, it changes everything. Like there is a point in cinema history before Toy Story and there is a point after Toy Story. And it's, it's fascinating what this does because CGI had been around beforehand and they would use it to add a few things here and there. Uh, most notably probably before this is it's the reason that we have the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park that we do. But never before had you had a full movie made in a computer until now. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating just how much of a change this movie has made, has had on not only cinema, but also just on culture as a whole. Um, yeah. I mean, Toy Story is still considered one of the best films ever. I, I just, I just looked it up. It actually, it still has a, or I guess I shouldn't say it still has, but it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. You know. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's the original Toy Story. Everyone loves it. Like, I don't think you will meet a person who's like, Toy Story? I hate that movie. I mean, it's... Unless they don't have a heart or a sense of compassion, like a sociopath. Well, I mean, also, like, I mean, um, you can also find people who are like me who say, yeah, you know, I like the first Toy Story, but it's not my favorite one, the trilogy. Uh, but they still excuse me excuse me there's four movies um it's not my favorite one in the series or you you find someone who says you know i enjoy toy story for what it is but it's not it's not my favorite like no one dislikes toy story i feel like yeah there's a respect out there i think there are things to dislike about it yeah but in a reasonable way where um i don't know i feel like you'd have to be like purposely seeking to be a jerk and nobody likes those people anyway you know yeah i think i think to a certain extent toy story is one of those movies that just it has so much street cred where it's like you're like yes go on tell us what problems you have with this movie but also please know that by it man that you deeply hate or have huge problems with this movie you're gonna turn a lot of people against you exactly <laughs> you're gonna get a mob against you with all that mob mentality thinking mm-hmm. toy, toy, toy story is awesome i didn't know what word i was trying to say at first but <laughs> my so uh, toy story is definitely something that i think everybody can like relate to you know with that whimsical aspect of believing your toys are alive and just mm-hmm. the purity of a child and um I mean there's accepting something new uh the challenges of that I mean it, it's just a really fantastic movie and aside from all those things my favorite part that's really notable for me is that scene when they're at Pizza Planet mm-hmm. um cuz I actually if I haven't watched it in a long time I forget how drawn out that scene is and like they do a whole arcade um and then thank you for acting it out but my favorite thing in the arcade is the claw the claw 
The claw. I yes, I don't like the claw because the, the the little alien children are obsessed um, in their limited. They, view they are called life. the LGMs. Oh, the LGMs, little the green. little green men. Okay, all right, that was weird. <laughs> but I, I go, go ahead, Macy. But um, the reason I like the claw so much is because as a kid, uh, I I loved claw machines. We called them skyscrapers where I was from. I don't know why. Um, ooh, not a skyscraper. That doesn't make sense. I know that's why I didn't sound right. We called them sky cranes. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm stupid. You're anyway, stupid. thank you. I call them sky cranes. The we don't really call them claw machines. People down here, I remember people would call them weird stuff and they never understood whatever I, I don't remember it either at this point, but like, I remember coming down here and being like, where am I that they're not calling it a sky crane? Anyway, I was basically a famous local back in Sellersburg, Indiana. I, not really, but the Walmart staff absolutely hated me because i would empty out their sky cranes nice and um you know they'd be a quarter uh and i would every single time get a toy out of them every single time it never failed because they actually used to have truly tightened claws yeah now i and the thing is is i would always spot it out too because a couple places have a loose claw Mm -hmm. and you could tell like that doesn't have the grip it needs it does it's not held together well enough to actually hold the weight of a toy you know mm-hmm. um and i was i was going on there for like a, probably a year or two on this really good um streak of getting all the toys everywhere i went the walmart the arcade there's this I, place called um the f- the fun zone I don't remember. It had like a puppy, a puppy's like its mascot. It was kind of like a happier Chuck E. Cheese, less sketchy. Does that make sense? Maybe a DC Discovery Zone. Nope, that's definitely not. It was definitely called like the the fun, the happy place. I don't know. I I just I just want to say like the way in which you're talking about these claw machines and like your escapades almost sounds like you're describing the time you were in war which I know is definitely oh not what you're gosh. going for, but that's definitely the vibe I got. I was like, I was like Macy down in the trenches. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you had to just sit in the rain. Yes. Wait, wait for the enemy to come. I would get eight toys for $2. I just, I did not play around, but then is, you know what they did? What they did. I'll tell you what they did. What they did after this message. What message? Hi, this message is sponsored by our lovely friends over at AMC Movies. Uh, remember, if you want to go see a movie, go to AMC. Nicole Kidman sponsors it. I don't like this message. I'm continuing on. Anyway, I so like I told you, I would look to see if the screws were tight or not, because basically there is this one or two times where I would go into the machine and I wasn't getting it, and I was genuinely really confused because i would you know you'd stand from the front you'd angle it up you go to the side you'd angle it up i would even have my mom help me and i'd have her stand on the side of the machine and tell me left or right like back or forward we did not fool around i was the queen of this you know what make it war doug make it war and um 
I figured out those few times I didn't get it, I could see that the screw was sticking out a little bit. I was like, huh, I guess it's loose. Like it just weakens the ability of the, the claw. Um, and these silly people caught on to my success. Ugh. And then she slaughtered them. No, they, they started loosening screws everywhere everywhere at the arcades at the fun zone at the walmart even at the kroger even though i don't think the kroger had one for more than like six months but they loosened the screws and i think they probably realized golly we're losing money on this a toy for a quarter shucks it is a tragic world we live in that kids cannot experience the joy of the claw machine because it is virtually impossible nowadays to ever actually get a toy from those machines because they are so loose. It's just like a nationwide trend now. Everybody has loose screws and it's sad because that was and such the machines work either. a joyful memory of my childhood. And I'm sure it was for other kids too who potentially were obsessed and good at it as well. <laughs> But now no one will ever know that joy. And it's all thanks to capitalist greed. I'm kidding. I have no real answers. <laughs> I just, the claw. The claw. Uh, I have a similar story that's Ooh. not incredibly similar, but it's also a story about a claw machine. Uh, so one of my first memories with Doug Gooden. Oh, um i was just thinking about this i want you to know that's how in sync we are yeah uh so one of my first memories of doug um we both attended um an event that our college was putting on called star wars night uh they had several different star wars themed things going on uh i carried us through star wars trivia um amen um I think it was pretty equal between you. No, I carried us through Star Wars I would love to go to a Star Wars trivia with you. I think we'd take the gold. Oh, absolutely. Uh, But anyway, one of the things um, that was there was this little crane machine. Um, And at the end of the night, uh, there was probably like 15 minutes left in this. They said, you know what? We're not going to charge for this anymore. Just keep going through the line. We don't want to keep any of this stuff. Well, I don't think they were ever charging for it. I think it was free. You just like, you would go up and you would get one go at it. Oh, maybe. I don't remember. But I just remember I ended up getting like uh, four or five Star Wars Funko Pops. I did. Yeah. Really? That's nice. And then like the last two minutes, they just opened up the case and said, y'all come and get it. Oh my gosh. Wait, which of your Star Wars Funko Pops are from there? Most of them. Which one? I have I a, like all but the Luke Skywalker ones I have. Aww. I have an I have a Supreme Leader Snoke one from that night, a that BB-8 from, from that night. My Cassian Andor was a Christmas present from Lee Crumbly. Shout out to Lee. Um I think I think that was it. I got a bunch of like model ships from it, which is good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think I got a couple of those too. But anyway, it was a great time. Um, that's my fond memory of the claw machine. Doug, I have a question, though. Yes. You said earlier that you didn't think the... F- I know we've been talking about the first one for a long time, but you said it wasn't your favorite? It's not. Which one's your favorite? 
the second one, which was released in 1998. With pretty much the exact same cast. Also starring Tim Allen and uh, and Tom Hanks. Do it again. Do it together. (laughs) (laughs) We usually go off the rails on this podcast, but this is kind of impressive, honestly. I think we're having a good time, though. This is fun. Yeah. So yeah, Toy Story 2 came out and you said 1998. 98, same. Uh, I actually don't have the information pulled up. Most of the same it. cast, uh, only they added in Jane and uh, Zerg. Jane? Jesse. Jesse, thank you. Jesse, Wrong you Disney fool. Movie. You fool! How Clap him, Douglas. Get out you. the white glove. Get the white glove. Give him a, give him a tap on the cheek. Oh, also, excuse me. Apparently, it was released in 1999. My apologies. You fool! Um, Get out the white glove, Benjamin! <laughs> it also has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. The Toy Story 2 is really, really... Golly, they're so good at making you feel sad. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And <sighs> thinking about Jesse's girl who um left her Jesse's girl. <laughs> I want anyway. you to know... I have the song when she uh, when somebody loved me on my phone and every now and then I'll play and I'm like, well, here we go. Here Doug, we go. I actually love that song and I think it's really, really, really sweet. It's but so it also sweet. makes me cry so much and I love everyone. Well, it's it's by Sarah McLaughlin or Sarah McLaughlin sings it. Yeah. And it's just like. It's funny because she used to do those ASPCA uh, ads that was like, um, if you saw a dog right now, what would you do to save its life? For just $5 a year, you too could save this dog from certain destruction. I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Take out your pocketbook and pay for this dog to live. We are quite literally, we are about to put it down unless you call right now. This dog will perish. Uh, So, uh, what I really like about Toy Story 2, um, I feel like they stepped the villain game up a lot. Like, you know, you kind of have. Well, there wasn't a villain in the first one. Right. The villain in the first one is really more of a villain of circumstance. It's a villain of circumstance. Whatever. Um, and then in the Toy Story 2, you know, we get Prospector Pete, who I think is a phenomenal villain. Um, yeah. Who's just like completely over kids and just wants to go live in a museum for the rest of his life. And and what's interesting, I think, about, about the Toy Story movies as a whole is that, yes, they all are commentary on various cycles of like life, um, but they also each highlight a very interesting aspect of sort of like toy ownership or toy culture, if you would, because the first movie is obviously about a kid with his toys, which is what we all associate with it. And then you get Toy Story 2 that brings in this whole idea of toy collector, of toy collecting, um, which isn't that important of a fact, but I've been watching Toy Toy Hunter, the Travel Channel series from the mid-2010s, um recently and um yeah it's it's just kind of funny that while 
the Toy Story movies are sort of widely regarded for their takes on the various aspects of life and growing up. They also sort of each highlight an aspect of toys in the world. You know, you have the kid owns the toys, toy collectors, secondhand toys, and then lost toys, which I think is just kind of funny. It's sad. I think it is interesting. Um, One thing that always been my mind about Toy Story 2, at the end when um, they were running alongside the plane, always buzzed my mind. Yeah, that's completely what, unrelated to you, everything you just that's said. That's what really gets you, Ben. That's what makes it you think. It blows my mind because he can go so fast. Because they're magic toys, Ben. Yes. Just like in Star Wars, how the answer is always the, the force. force. Yes. In Toy Story, I'm not complaining. They're magic. I'm literally not complaining. <laughs> Sounds like he's complaining, Macy. I think he's I'm complaining. complaining. Um, I said it blows my mind. I do think Toy Story 2 also them. introduces that's us to Emperor Zerg. Um, and also i'm just gonna go on and say this uh the opening to toy story 2 is the first time i was watching a movie and i was like i would love to play that video game yep because that video game looks great yeah come to find out they did actually make that game and it actually kind of looks terrible but that's neither here nor there they they couldn't quite take the animation of the movie and put it in the game but now they could now they could now they could Go get some money by marketing that out to someone. Uh, you know what? I'll talk to them. I'll well, call the marketing they, they folks release, up at Pixar. Um, video games concurrent or video games based off of movies anymore. So Literally yeah, that's says also true. Who, what law? I mean, there's no law. They just don't. That's what I'm saying. People like trendsetters. Retrend it. Y2K video game. Okay, that'd be a move. Y2K the game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, People love Y2K fast. Hold on, wait, wait. Let me see. Is that an actual thing? Doug, I'm sure you can get money out of this scheme. And I'm sure it'll bring joy and temporary excitement to thousands, at least. Maybe even hundreds. Millions. Well, we went in different ways. <laughs> different directions. Y2K, a postmodern RPG available on Steam today. There you go. There you have it. Silly. Love it. Um. But yes, Zerg is also wonderful. Um, Zerg. I love uh, the other form of Buzz that we get that is Zerg's son. Yes. That yeah, that was weird. That was weird. That's another interesting aspect of like dad. toy ownership that they that they bring in with this is like, what do you do if two toys? They're the exact same toy. Like, what if they run into each other? Yeah, that was and interesting. That was funny. That was very, very funny. Love it. I think it solidifies that each toy is its own individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this has nothing to do with anything. I just want to bring it up because it kind of reminds me of something like this. And also, this is just going to be an awful thing for me to say. So just fair warning. I recognize that fact. No. Um, so the creator of VeggieTales uh, was asked a couple months ago in an AMA, you know, why didn't you ever uh, show Jesus uh, in VeggieTales or why didn't you ever show God in VeggieTales? Oh and the creator said, well, we talked to a bunch of Christian organizations and like Christian leaders at the time 
and they all advised us not to do it because it would, and I quote, imply that vegetables have souls, which they don't. Um, so the AMA then devolved into, so are you saying that all the characters in VeggieTales are going to hell? And he said, I mean, yeah, kind of. Oh. They're just vegetables. It's not that deep. So so in the and same way, in the same in way, I... You know what? Jesus Chrysler. So, so in the same way, I choose to believe that all the cars and cars universe are going to hell. And also, I'm pretty sure that all the toys in Toy Story are going to hell. It's oh, not real, though. It doesn't... Pretty sure they're going to hell, though. Stop. It's just an animation. But, Macy, you can't deny the fact that these toys cars and what have you because they don't have must soul. pay for their sins oh my gosh okay here's the thing with toy story <sighs> three yeah i think people fall into one of two camps with toy story three i think you like defend it. it relentlessly because it came out of a very important part of your life yeah it did something very important for you it was the culmination of all these movies that you grew up with and you laughed and cried and you were like, this is a life-changing movie. No, not life-changing. Or you experienced that in the moment, but you came to find out and grew up and said, yeah, but it's not that good of a movie. That's me. I am not. I am in that camp. I am in that camp. Hear me out. I am in neither camp because you made the first camp sound like I went to a cult. Like one of those like Jared Leto summer camps where you all wear white and you get to meet Jared Leto and pretend like he's your spiritual leader. It's weird. That man I'm sorry, is that a real thing? It is a real yep. thing and it costs a lot of money to do. Anyway, there are things like that everywhere and that's what you made it sound like. But for me, it was more so like a, a movie that I did think, I, I don't know if it was for marketing purposes or what, but basically they made it seem like, you know, the second one was the only one, one and two done. And we were all satisfied and we had moved on. And then right around the time that we're, I honestly don't remember what year it was, right around the time we were graduating high school. I think that's what year it was. Doug, what year was it? What is that? What year was the third one? 2010. 2010? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, for me, it was more so like I was in middle school. But still, <laughs> Ben feels really old because he was about to graduate. I just, we have an yeah. age gap, but it's not that severe. It's just like three and a half years. It's just when you put it in like middle elementary school, oh, high school it. terms, it's really weird to think about. Anyway, um. But it was coming out of that time. We were all young adults and, you know, it was just so cool. And Andy was going off to college. It was something we could really relate to. And he had to give up those toys. And that was something that we were kind of doing, like almost, I don't want to say like just giving up childhood, mm-hmm. but making the move from childhood, like holding on to it while you're in adolescence and then truly, you know, taken on adult life and realizing you can still stay a kid at heart blah 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 i don't think it was a life-changing movie but i do think from a marketing standpoint they were probably the most on brand 
movie ever. I mean, like they, it's almost like they, um, what's that called? Pedigree, permed, when you like coach somebody, groomed. When it's almost like they groomed us as an entire generation to need Toy Story 3. And that was extremely successful on their part. But um, yeah, I did cry in Toy Story 3. I cried when Ben brought up the incinerator scene that I forgot about until he made me think about it. Sorry. It's okay. We were, I was going to think about it at some point. I cried like two minutes into the podcast because that, it's so sad. Toy Story 3 is not perfect, but it is fantastic. That's my opinion. I mean, before you go, Doug, uh, I have something I want to say before I forget it. Um, sure. So uh, we're going to step away from Toy Story 3 no! for a second. Yes, yes, this is important. Uh, to go back to the Jared Leto summer camp for a second. It's no! $2,000. Uh, so the way that you were talking about it made it seem like you had been to one of these summer camps. I just want to clarify, she has not been, to my knowledge. I just no, want to clarify that. I stay up to date on the stupid spiritual occults of our nation. You can never be too cautious of a spiritual occult. I just want to say that if Elijah were here, he would have said copy after um, <laughs> I stay up to date on the spiritual cults of our nation. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, anyway, back to Toy Story 3. Um, so, Macy, I, I agree with you with most of what you said. Boo! Um, I said I agree with you. Um, most of it, though. Right. Not all of it. Right. Uh, I think the ending is really good because uh, you have that moment where, you know, they're heading towards the incinerator and you think, you know, there's no way they're going to do it. And the toys think, you know, we're not going to die. But then they accept it. And you accept it. And you're just sitting there like, oh, God, this is how it's going to end. And then at the last second, the claw comes in and you are relieved. The toys are relieved. I think that is one of the single like greatest things that has ever happened in a movie. Uh, like the way that they were able to build up anticipation, the suspense, and like take away all glimmers of hope. Like I, I think it was brilliantly done. However, uh, I think Lotso as a villain is redundant uh, because he's. Oh, just, yeah, no, he sucks. He sucks. He is just a combination of Jesse and um, Prospector Pete. Um, so I think he's completely redundant as a villain. Um, and also, this entire movie should have been a Pixar short. Ben! Yes. Don't you ever say that again. That's like cussing in church. I cannot believe that you would ever think that. Benjamin Andrew Tankersley. Hear me out. No. Yes. Hear me I out. I want everyone to just get a real quick picture of this. I recognize the fact that this is an, this is an audio-only platform, but Macy is standing to the side of the camera right now, so you can't see her. You can just see her, her finger, and it looks kind of like the Charlie Brown when the teacher is... Um, saying, you know, like, wah, 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 and the kid is going, no, I didn't hit him. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so hear me out on my Toy Story 3 um, Pixar short pitch. Think about Toy Story 3, and what do you remember? You always remember the end. 
you don't really remember all that stuff going on with Lotso. You remember when um, Woody says, so long, partner. That's it. That's what right. you that's remember. That's the important part of the movie. No, you remember Forky? That is, and you that's had Toy get... Story 4. Is uh, it? Yes. It's oh. Forky. Uh, is, uh, it might be Forky. I don't that's know. Uh, anyway, uh, so Toy Story 3. See, you don't remember. Um, You're at the daycare. I do remember. Yes, at the daycare. But that's not the part of the movie that really sticks with you. What sticks with you are the emotional moments where they almost die, and then um, Andy gives his toys away but and plays with the little girl. But it takes a long time to get there. But I don't think it needs to. Because what what gets you is that emotional moment where Andy realizes that he has grown up and it's time to Take pass those his toys. toys away from that three-year-old girl. Bonnie who? But I, think- I do just want to say I've always wanted to see the alternate ending to Toy Story 3 where uh, Bonnie grabs Woody and Andy just punches Bonnie. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't think it'd be a punch. So I think this would have been better if it I think you could redo Toy Story 3 instead of this like um, coming of age like it's time to pass along my toys. Uh, you get Andy playing with his toys you kind of have that same like first like little snippet of the movie where you see Andy starting to grow up play with his toys less uh and then you cut to like Christmas or something Andy's gotten married he's got a kid of his own Mm. and he is it is time for him to pass along those toys to his son his daughter whoever and I think that moment is just as good (laughs) if not better, because you don't have to deal with a lot, so. Okay, hear me out. (laughs) Benjamin. Yes. And Douglas, and everyone else listening on this planet Earth, all seven billion of you. Yes. My stance for disagreeing with you on that, no one like, or I personally hate villains because it makes me feel tense, and I hate tension, and I don't like that. I don't like suspense. It makes me feel weird and bleh. But I don't think it would have been as good as a Pixar short because you basically need the whole movie to come to terms with Andy's getting rid of his toys, Andy's growing up, Andy's passing on his toys to someone else who will love them. Because the entire movie, you're grasping with the fact, are these toys going to find someone who loved them as much, genuinely as much as Andy loved them when he was a kid. And I personally need more than two hours to come to terms with that. Your hand in the air can go back down. I have something I would like to say. I would just like to say this. If Pixar can make me emotional over a bow bun oh my being gosh. eaten. There it is. There it is. They could tell the story in a Pixar short. Also, Whatever. if Toy Story, excuse me, if Pixar can make an entire generation of people cry in the first ten minutes of Up, yeah, they can do the exact. They can make but you cry with the short of Toy Story. What Pixar does best is pull at your emotional heartstrings in little snippets, because Toy Story three. What gets you is not the movie as a whole. It's that beginning when he stops playing with the toys. It's, it's the, the beginning, end. it's the end. Right, it's the beginning, it's the end. It's not the middle. 
That's Fine. not what pulls on those emotional heartstrings. Well, we but still, that's what Pixar. You guys, wants. we still have two more movies to talk about. We'll get there. Oh my god! But yeah, that's my piece on Toy Story three. Macy, I I feel like you haven't you haven't been around long enough to see just how long and how pedantic we can be about a movie series. <laughs> we spent what three hours on the first on the original Spider Man trilogy, wow. something like that. That's a long. We time. are due for another Spider Man trilogy, and we can do it now. You could right now. Not right now, but all right, everybody. We just need to this get we just need to get our boy Logan Grunenfelder on board. Yeah, we'll be good to go. This was originally a Toy Story uh, podcast. Yeah, I was here for that part. However, now we are going now to fifty move, minutes in. We're gonna move towards a new Spider-Man trilogy. Um, someone needs to get Logan on the line. Uh, we're doing this. Here we go. Ready, set, action. All right, Doug. Do you have anything else on Toy Story three? Nope. Let's talk about the movie that doesn't need to exist. Toy Story 4 has zero reason to be in existence ever. It's a blatant cash grab and it should burn in hell. I agree. And also, I don't don't even call it Toy Story 4 because it's not about the toys. It's about Woody. It's about Woody, which the the entire series is about Woody. That's fair. The entire series, ultimately, Woody is the main character. I get that. But you have zero reason to make this movie. So why in the Sam Hill did you? Right. Because my second graders love Sporky. Forky. His name is Forky. Is it Forky? Sorry. That's That's what I said. Sorry. And then Ben told me I was wrong. I thought it was Sporky because he's a spork. He is a sport, but his name is Forky. Well, oh, my dumb. kids love him, and they're sensitive, and they're cute, and I just want to hold them all day, and I miss them a little. I do miss them. There's one kid in particular who was borderline obsessed with Sporky, and I found his Sporky headphones that he had lost in my classroom right before the um, we packed up at the end of post-planning. And at the time, you know, I was sad because I was like, oh, he won't have these again until August when he comes back, you know? Mm-hmm. But and I was glad I found him. But thinking about that now makes me sad because I don't want to hug my student. He's just my just hug him, hug him, hug him. My favorite little student with a little, little forky. What is it? Forky. 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 He wasn't, you, okay. Transparently, you all, Teachers get to a point where they do have their kids that are quote unquote their favorites. Uh, and I hate wording it like that, but it's basically the ones that like, you know, they just have like such a unique sense to them that their their sense of humor, the way they do things, the way they talk to you, but all of them in their own way. I feel like I have to justify what I just said. All of them in their own way. No, look, Macy, you don't have to justify that. Teachers what do have their favorites too. Teachers do have their favorite students, just like parents have their favorite kids. Right. I know, but anyway, I love all of my students genuinely from the bottom of my heart. That is a true thing I am saying. There are things about each of them that I treasure and that I do miss, and I think I'll miss forever. But a few of them really gave people a hard time. So, anyway, this student in particular, absolutely. Never gave anyone a hard time and was the silliest of goose oh, geese cute. ever. I've told you about him. He's fun. Cute. Anyway, 
back to Toy Story 4. Back to Toy Story um, 4. Ah, uh, yes. Hate most the trash fire movie. Is that Forky. Buzz and Jesse are reduced to nothing more than side characters when they have been like, yes, the whole, all of Toy Story is about Woody. Woody is the main character. But Buzz and Jesse have been so much more than just side characters. But that is what they're reduced to in this film. Honestly, I don't remember the movie at all. And 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 here's here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing, is that you you get Toy Story four, and some of the some of the characters they just have to they just have to kind of to reduce their roles. Like Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head is not in a lot of the movie because sadly he had passed away at this point. Um, and the woman who had played Mrs. Uh, Estelle Harris, who had played Mrs. Potato she had also sadly passed away at this point. So, you know, understandably, their parts were reduced. Slinky Dog, his actor, Jim Varney, had passed away back in um, back in 2000. So, like, there, there, there are reasons why some of these some of these decisions were made, and there are reasons why some of the characters are just not as prevalent as others. There is no reason why Jesse and Buzz are reduced to the sideline. If you were going to make just a Woody movie, just call it Woody. We don't need it to be called Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's exactly like Frozen 2, where if you wanted to make an Elsa spinoff movie, just make an Elsa spinoff movie. Don't call it Frozen 2. Yeah. For real. Never taught. I did I the whole podcast on it. I don't remember. Anyway, um, the new movie I have not seen yet, the Lightyear one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen it because I kind of have little justification to ever go see a movie in the theaters anymore unless it's just to be like a special date with Ben or something um with a movie I know he really likes like Dune or the Batman or Spider-Man or any of that stuff but um yeah I I figured you know if I see it I'll see it later on I'm not absolutely desperate to go see it but I do think it's really really interesting because at first honestly I thought it was just a Buzz Lightyear spinoff of some kind um, and I kind of thought that was stupid. I'm going to be completely frank. I, I still really think it's dumb. stupid. Well, <laughs> yeah. But when I discovered uh, through the grapevine, um, reading a nice, nice little fresh, plump, juicy grape off the grapevine, I discovered something through the grapevine that I've mentioned beforehand. Anyway, I'm trying to be Did funny. You through the grapevine? I'm trying to be funny. So there's this uh, TV show on uh, Netflix called Dairy Girls, and I absolutely love it. And I'm so upset because I've watched all two seasons, and I didn't realize there was not more yet. Tragic Days, Darker Nights. Anyway, there's a Uncle Colum on the show and he does that i was basically acting like him and if anybody out there watches dairy girls and they know uncle Colum, you got me my heart goes out to you peace of love from the bronx i don't really know anyway um so back to the grapevine light year i discovered <laughs> that light year was actually supposed to be the movie that like Andy went to go see in theaters. So I, then I was like, ooh, that's meta. 
that's real meta <laughs> because now we're gonna be putting our shoes more like our you know tushies in the seat of andy and we get to kind of like be in his perspective and his point of view mm-hmm. and we get to watch the movie that quote you know like you know apparently he watched whenever he was a kid i think that's really cool now the only issue i do think i will have with the movie when i do see it number one and i can get over the first issue kind of well the animation is going to be too good it's going to it's going to make me mad because you know you know good and well you know good and well that their animation back then was not as nice although i think the idea is that it's a live action movie in the world of toy story oh but Man, then the but then the robot cat budget. Anyway, all of it, all of it. That just you ever seen kind of Star like, Wars? There are robots in that. There. No, but the robot cat is animated in a way. Anyway, sorry. That's what I've seen commercials for it. it it's anyway. So I can get over that first qualm because I understand we have the resources nowadays. We're not going to make a crappy well most people would not make a crappy movie on purpose you know production animation wise that they knew they'd be giving out to the millions i get that i can settle that and i'm done my other qualm is i think it's gonna be too well thought out and i think they're gonna meta it you know how like in d oh, i've heard reviews i don't think you're gonna have that problem oh really I've heard that parts of it are really good. Parts of it, though, are not that great. Oh, well, I just, my whole thing is like, I want it to be its whole separate thing. I don't want it to even touch the the bubble that is Toy Story. It needs to be its own complete thing. If anything, I'd want it to kind of relate to Star Wars or relate to things that were in the pop culture back then that would make sense. But that's the thing, I don't think it will. And I think it's gonna frustrate me. If they're gonna make this time capsule movie, they shouldn't be so meta about it. Here's my whole thing on it. Here's my thing. And I didn't think this was gonna be one of my biggest issues, but I think it slowly is becoming more of an issue. I thought you hadn't seen it. I haven't, I haven't. But I originally didn't have a problem with Chris Evans voicing Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) I really didn't. This is like a brother bear again. I really didn't. But the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, that is Tim Allen's character. Yeah, Ben, go ahead. No, it's not. Tim Allen was the toy. Yes, Tim Allen was the toy. This is also not the first time that Tim Allen has not been buzz lightyear uh, i know direct you to the old animated tv show buzz lightyear well then why isn't he the where? voice actor because because patrick. that's patrick warburton i mean i don't know why are there i would gladly voices for lightyear buzz lightyear, patrick or not buzz lightyear. why are there 25 different voices for batman depending on the movie i i just want i just think i just think that this movie is yet again another pointless cash grab that I will see I because I consume media in the 21st century. And I, 
I'm going to try to go in with an open mind, but y'all know me. I'm about as biased as can be when it comes to watching a movie. That's true. Accurate. Like how you decide you're going to hate Solo before you even watched it, and now you actually enjoy it. I like it. It took a couple years. It took a couple years. It took a couple years and a global pandemic for me to like Solo. Oh, my well, We got to there. It also, took, it also took episode nine for me to like Solo. Wow. What was episode nine? Not good. Oh, wait. Was that the last one? Mm-hmm. What's it called again? The Rise of Skywalker. Oh. Mm. Uh, it took I've... Daisy Ridley saying Ray Skywalker for me to say, you know what? Solo's not that bad. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a ton of thoughts on Lightyear. Um, I'm intrigued, but not enough to go pay to see it in theaters. I'll catch it whenever it hits Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Speaking of which, kind of, not really, I'm just thinking about it. Doug, have you watched the original Iron Chef in Japan? Don't be cocky. It's the best show ever. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I no. saw it like back when it was originally on. You gotta go watch it now. That's something. And that's Have not you seen Iron the Chef America. Where Bobby no. the original is, Iron like, Chef. is competing it's... in Japan and like commits a cultural faux pas. Oh no, and we has his title that. stripped from him. Oh my god. Because that's funny. Wait, no, I have a question. Yes. So episode one of the original Iron Chef Japan. It's the original Iron Chef in general, and mm-hmm. it just starts in Japan. It's not like Anyway. Well, it was a Japanese show that they brought to America. Yes. yes, but the whole thing is, is like on episode one on Peacock, they're introducing the third Japanese Iron Chef. Mm-hmm. But they keep the other two around because they get to watch him in his first match. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I got us really distracted. I just wanted everyone to know about that. <laughs> well, I think it's time we try and score these movies. How are we doing that? I figure we just go movie by movie. Cool, 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 cool. Let's do it. We're going to score five movies? We're scoring four. We haven't seen one. Let's give it a score. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to score it. I will score Lightyear three out of five Pizza Planets. Okay. Three out of five what? Pizza Planets. Ooh, can we use Pizza Planets to score? No. Each Pizza Planet is 100. Eats Pizza Planet is 20 points. Uh, that's going to get too confusing. No, it won't. Let's do it. I'm uh, excited. I, I, I want to do it. I will get confused. Here, I'm going to do I it. Will get Can con- I have the phone? No. Here, I have the phone. All right. I have I my can scores ready. It, I can convert it to Pizza Planet's after. I have, I, have, I have my scores. Okay. All right, Doug. Starting with Toy Story 1. Let's uh, start with it. Let's start there. I... I will give Toy Story 1, I feel like this is probably a higher score than I gave when we reviewed it on Some Jerks. I will give Toy Story 1 a solid 85. I think it's a solid movie through and through, you know. It it does what it needs to do. Change the game, change the world. 85. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go a hair lowering and say an 82. Um, You guys suck. Sorry. I love you, though. You're my husband and my best friend. Give this. I'm going to give this 4.96 Pizza Planets, which equates out to 99.2. Okay. Good Lord, Macy. If Rotten Tomatoes gives it 100, I can give it a 99. Yeah. Uh, so after playing that into our patented scoreometer. Bow, 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 bow. 
Uh, we get a final score of an 87 or 88.73 repeating. Uh, so Toy Story 2. I will give Toy Story 2 an 88. I think it's far superior to the first one. Okay. Uh, again, same kind of thing. Um, I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go actually a little higher than you this time. I'm going to give it a 90. You ready for mine? Yeah. I'm going to give it 4.87 Pizza Planets, which comes out to the score of 97.4. All right. Uh, and our patented scoreometer. Bow, 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 bow. 91.8. Toy Story 3. I'm going to deliver this score in the style of Randy Newman. Toy Story 3. What a treat. I'm going to give it an 80. Oh my goodness. I, I don't even know what to do with that. I think that took points off of my Stop. score. <laughs> Rude. Um, I think the beginning of the movie is really good. I think the end of the movie is really good. The middle, eh. Uh, so uh, I'm going to give this a 77. I'm going to give it a 4.88 Pizza Planets, which equates to the scorometer um, of 97.6. All right, and into the patented scorometer. With an 84.87 repeating. All right, let's wrap it up with Toy Story 4. This movie sucks. I'm going to give it a 35. Doug. Uh, I'm not going to go that low because I think this movie is technically done very well. Um, and I don't think it's a bad movie. I think f it is a bad Toy Story movie. Um, for that reason, I'll give it a 60. Y'all are so rude. Yeah. For the students. I'm giving it a five out of five um, Pizza Planet score, which equals 100. Okay. For the students. That's a skewed that score. Scorometer. For the students. Bow, 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 bow. Final score of a 65. Y'all skewed it, not me. Yes, I live for the joy of my kids. Uh, hey, I think I was the closest. Uh, but yeah. Wait, um, let's score Lightyear at a, only Pizza Planets. If anyone's not familiar with Pizza Planet rating scale, you get five Pizza Planets total. Each Pizza Planet equals 20 normal points. So 20 times five equals 100 points. So you can give it one Pizza Planet equals 20 points. You can give it three Pizza Planets equals 60 points. You can give that thing five Pizza Planets. You really like it. Anyway, at the end of the day, we're going to rate this sucker uh, that we have never seen before in our entire lives. Just speculated and judged from a distance. Um, pizza Planet score. So Douglas... So, Ben, what are we watching next week? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, so I give Buzz Lightyear at least a 3.77 repeating out of five Pizza Planet. Uh, so I haven't seen Lightyear, so instead I will rate uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, uh, the original movie. Uh, and what? I will give that a solid four Pizza Planets. Ooh. Given the fact that I have not seen Lightyear and I have not seen, um, it's been a very long time since I watched Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. So I will get, I will rate Buzz Lightyear, uh, Space Raiders, Space Ranger Spin, the ride at Disney World. I will give that a solid 4.3 <laughs> out of five pizza planets. Okay. Um, 
This is my score. And sure, we'll go with that. All right, wait. So wait, hold on. Ben, you had this. Now you do 4.3 times 20. Okay, and then divide by three. We need the, the patented squareometer. Overall, we think Buzz Lightyear as an individual is 80.46 repeating. Spicy. Hot dog. <laughs> Which is accurate because Tim Allen, the original voice actor, is actually 80.67 years old. Great. That's so anyway, fantastic. Uh, Doug, to answer your question. Matt. From like six minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me pull up the movie real quick. I can tell us that we're watching. I mean, I can too, but I don't want to give some information. We are watching um, a movie that we've all grown up with, something that we cherish. Something, something from can, our childhood. Something, something that, that makes you feel really all warm and fuzzy inside. Up, like apple one of, one of uh, Disney's greatest animated flicks. We are going to watch What is it though? Um, actually the timeless movie. classic. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Ah, uh, yes, my favorite Disney animated classic, <laughs> starring it? Jack Nicholson. And the only other person I know who's in that movie is Christopher Lloyd. It's called Cuckoo's Nest. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. What's it about? Um, it's about some uh, people who are in uh, a mental hospital. Hey, do you guys remember when you did that one with Leonardo DiCaprio who ran away? What's that one called? Catch we me. never did Shutter Island. No, no. The Catch Me If You Can. He didn't actually run anywhere, but he, um, he, on the on the cover, was running really fast. Hmm. But yes, we did watch that and review it. Thanks. So with that, I think we're gonna call it a night on Toy Story. Just for now. Always a pleasure to see uh, the Tankers Lees. Woo! I can say that now. <laughs> um, and the Solo Gooden. And the Gooden. The Gooden. You're still a Gooden. Yep. Um, um, so, yeah, next week we're going to talk about our favorite Disney anime of flick, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ben, say the social media stuff if you would. Sure thing. Uh, until next week, be sure to keep up with all the cool stuff we're doing on social media at Vider Media. We've got new episodes of Setting the Skeen every Wednesday. Uh, be sure to, if you missed it the last few weeks, we've been uh, recycling some old uh, Some Jerks Who Talk About Movies episodes, some of our favorites. Be sure to go and check those out. And until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Doug. Cool, cool. And that's Macy, my wife. Woo! And this has been Setting the Skeen. Y'all cool, have a great cool. week.